Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just praise you. Yes, we want to cling to you. And, and only you, Lord, refresh our grip on our relationship with you this morning. Singing endless hallelujah. Endless, Lord God. It is endless now. Really just, really just let the heart of God come over you. As, I mean, they were worshiping that. That it is not that the enemy is so big. It's not that he's never ending. It's the hallelujah. We're going to sing to God that's endless Endless praise, endless celebration, endless that my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can even ask or think. So, so this morning, just, just, just rededicate your grip to God. Rededicate, rededicate your affection to God, your hold on his word and, and your, your belief that, that God is able. You're, 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 re, you're restructuring that strength right now and, and just, just begin to just worship in your heart. I want to cling to you, God. I don't want to cling to my fears. I don't want to cling to my doubt. I don't want to cling to the people that left me. I don't want to cling to the emotions. I don't want to cling to the letdown, but I'm going to grab a hold to the king of kings and lord of lord i want to cling to you lord refresh me this morning refresh my grip refresh my hope refresh my mind this morning lord according to ephesians 4 23 then i'll be renewed in the spirit of my mind lord i want to cling to you lord i want to cling to you I don't want to find myself grabbing something else, grabbing anger, grabbing sadness. Lord God, I grab the joy of the Lord. That's my strength. I grab the fruit of the Spirit. That's my heart. That's what I'm made up of. And so I thank you, Lord, for my renewed fire this morning to cling to you, that my friends will hear the true and living gospel. No longer will I hang around them and just be around them and, and let them tell me about all their stuff and me walk away, never saying Jesus, never again, Lord. I stand in the middle of this field called life and, and I cling to it, Lord God, and, and, and I'm going to let them know I'm clinging to Jesus. I'm holding on to God, and I got to tell you about God. I got to tell you about this truth that it is Jesus that I'm hanging on to, and you can hang on to. I cling to you, Lord, this morning. All that I am, all that I ever will be is who you have called me to be. So I love on you, Lord. I know I have a voice, and I haven't been using it because I haven't been hanging on to you. But I know, Lord God, you're about to speak through me like never before. I now have what I call the spiritual microphone, and that is clinging to you. That, Lord, as you begin to activate my heart, soul, mind, and body, and it's because what I'm plugged into, and my source is you, Lord God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank, thank you for being a part of this, this worship. It's time just, just, to, just to be able just to give to God. I, and I'm going to say this in a sermon, but I just want to speak this over you. I, I want Jesus to get everything out of me that he came and died for. That everything he came to this earth and he died for, I want him to get that in my life. I want him to get that in your life. He was bruised for our iniquities. By his stripes, we are healed. I want him to get that healing in my life that he came and died for. I want him to get the fruit of the, the, of the spirit in my life. That he says that greater works would we do. That, that Lord, I want, Jesus came, you sent your only begotten son who died for us to do just that. And Lord God, he's worthy for us to live that out. For Jesus to look down and say, yeah, there it is. I died for that. Don't leave anything on your plate. We're going to have all that God has called us to have. So, Father, we just received that this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we are filled with your joy and your presence. We give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. You may be seated. If you, I'm going to miss that opportunity to tell a joke. Because I'm not forgotten. Amen. I'm always remember. Y'all repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. 
I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me. And I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase. Pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power, not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. So we got, we got blanks to fill in. Amen. And, and, and the good thing about having uh, blanks to fill in is that we got the answer to fill those blanks in. And that God, the answer, always answers. He always answers. So he always fills that in. So uh, Mark chapter 12, verse 29 through 30. Jesus replied, this is the most important. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And, and as Jesus was saying, the greatest and most important commandment was, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. Now, if it's the most important, not getting that right can be the most devastating which means that we are, have created an atmosphere where there's more than one God. And basically, you enter into idolatry. So he says the most important thing, know that there's just one God. The Lord thy God is one. So that means there's our answer to everything that's blank in our life, right? And so I want you to just make sure when I say the word blank, that, that doesn't mean fill in expletives that means that you need the answer is god right you know that's not get the blank out of here that's not that this is this is fill in what's missing right because there's just times where things are going to be like man you know and, and if we let it go on for too long i, I like what what uh pastor rita and miss margarita is talking about the fact of you know sometimes we say things that doesn't sound like we've been with god at all it's almost like a, a blank statement of, I don't know what else to fill in there. Well, I do know what else to fill in there, and that's, that's Christ. I, I do know to fill in my prayer. I do know to fill in my worship. I, knew, I do know how to fill in the Word of God. And, and I, I think no matter what has happened in the last year, whatever, whatever's going on, I always filled in and prayed, God, you are the one that can solve this. You are the one that can fix this. You are the answer. You're the key. You're the message. And so that when I look at when Jesus was telling him, because this guy had, had all these riches, he had, all, he had everything, and he said, what must I do to get to the kingdom of heaven? He said, the first thing you got to do is know that God is one. Because the minute you have too many gods, you're no longer worshiping the living God. You're worshiping things. And so Jesus gives us the blank filling question and that is remove all other options and know that there's only one answer, and that is God. So I, I know, uh, uh, again, not y'all, because I am obviously needed Jesus way more than y'all did, uh, that when it came test time, I like multiple choice. Right? So, so okay, so thank y'all for, thank y'all, y'all are completely, y'all, okay. Y'all can come be my kids now. This is, uh, this is right, right? Because we love the options. Maybe some would trigger in our mind, right? And so multiple choice meaning that I had, I didn't look at it as I had, because you only had four answers, only one out of the four was right. I didn't look at it as I had three chances to get it wrong. I looked at it, I had four chances to get it right, okay? But I picked, and my deal was, even when I would take the test, because I like to argue, I already had an argument in my head if they counted it wrong. I picked this one because this is what I heard when you taught it. It's like, no, that's not it. That's, that, doesn't, that doesn't make it right. And so, again, when we come to God, God says, I am the only answer. I don't want you even having to try to figure out if this is or this is not. I know it's not because I am. And so we fill in the blank with who God is about our life, and, and we begin to take that. So there's a, there's a blank in this world that God cannot feel and, and situation. Now that I'm reading this sermon out loud as I was yesterday, I kept realizing I kept saying the word blank a lot. I'm going to keep saying it because that's part of the sermon. There's a blank in this world <laughs> that God that cannot feel. See, that, 
that just sounds different, but y'all know what I'm saying because I've explained it to you up in front. So it, it is that that thing where you're questioning that that you know where people say that they're empty or they got a hole in their heart, they got a hole in their situation. What's going to fill that? Well, God, God's word, He's got a place to fill that entire thing, and 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 the situation will will ultimately bow because the Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. We pray that over our children, our children when we enter and send them in the school that. That they will not run into a situation where they feel like they are missing a friend and have to start trying to entertain and start getting in trouble just for people to like them. Right? And all the parents can say, amen. I absolutely sent my kid there. If they or the bad crowd comes around that they don't have to fill in the, uh, their life with so that they would complete them. No. Jesus is, I don't know where this came up because I haven't even seen the whole movie. The only part I know about this movie, right, was, and I'm just going to say some pieces to y'all. Tell me the name of the movie was, uh, show me the money. And that movie was, and, and then, there's a, huh, Jerry Maguire. Renee Zilwiger, she's wrong. You complete me. No, God completes me. And what happens is if we start running to people to complete us and running to people to, to make, a, make our ending complete, that's not filling the blank. In fact, that makes the hole bigger, right? Because man can never do what God has already done. Man will never be able to fulfill it. They'll never be able to be there. So when we would send out, or, and, and even if your kids ever walked into this church, they've been prayed over since day one that God's going to fill in the blank. And, and I know that God has dispersed us out and, 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 and everyone, everything that you do, there's a calling that God has put you in position to be there for it. I know, little kids have told me that all the time. My grandmama prayed, told me she was praying for somebody to come to this school and encourage me. I've heard it so many times. And I said, why did your grandmama have to pray that? Well, because I get in trouble a lot. He said, he said that my grandma prayed, somebody's going to come to that school and they're going to say something that's going to encourage you. And he said, he said, I asked who it was, and she said, I don't know, but I'm praying for God to send somebody to school. I'd show up. He goes, you're the one that my grandma had been praying for. Send them there. Fill in the blank in their life that someone's going to encourage them. There's not a place that they can go that they don't have the encouragement that God is there. God is their safety. God is their blessing. God is their hope. Because there, there are times if we send them out without the word of God over them and they come up missing, then the enemy definitely will fill it in for them. And so we want to make sure that we have given them what they need. So things that are put in our heart, soul, and mind strength before God will leave blanks. And as believers, it is simply about putting God as first and only in our life. And as Pastor Rita said, we laughed a lot during our, our time away. We, I prayed a lot, right? Because sometimes when we're traveling, for me, I get all like, oh, let's just get this travel part over with. Right? You ever just want to just be at the hotel already? You want the rental car? You want all that picture? You just want to be there? So if I let that go on, I get this look. This is not happy. This is irritated. Right? This is irritated. Uh -huh. You know, I don't want to stop on the way. Like, so all that, and I prayed. I said, God, I do not want to start no trouble on this trip. Right? Who wants to fight on the 28th year? I've started many. I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, Rita's just glad to be leaving, going somewhere. I'm like, I, I leave all the time. All I do is leave. Why can't we, vac why can't we vacation at home? There's a chair. Let's paint the room. It's just, you know, you know stay good. I don't want to start no trouble. Nobody else is the man. This is me. Don't be bringing your stuff up here. I have, you know, this is just me. I like staycations. But... Just wrong, just not it. But as I was praying, I was like, God, I want this to be a good, I want this to be a good time. I don't want to be the one mess it up. I've been messing up vacation since I was little. I was the one I always had attitude. It was baseball season. Right? And back then when you can get hit with chunklas and stension cords, yeah, baseball season was in the back of that car riding hot in the back window, looking at your season in the rearview mirror. Right? It wasn't even a country song. We were just stuck up there. But I would, I would do that, and I'd be the one angry and had an attitude and act like I didn't want to eat. Am I, 
My mom would just say, no, let him, if he, what is it if he don't put his lip back in? I never knew what that meant. I still don't know what that means. Um, she's like, no, he ain't eating. He ain't eating nothing. We'll eat right in front of him. Don't. This is something people call that child abuse. I got happy, I tell you what. By the time we got to Dallas, we going out of town. Like, it was, it was exciting. God is saying, like, don't put yourself in a position where you're trying to answer what God has called you to do with other means. If it's not in the word, it's not for you. If it's in the word, that's what's for you. He said, the Lord thy God is one. He is the only. And then he said, put him first above anything else. In fact, here it is right here. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 33 says, therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat? How many of y'all know we're about to break this commandment as soon as I say amen? Where are we going to eat? We're gonna, and it, it's like a family council at our house. Right? We, we're, about to bla- we're about to break it. We're about to break this commandment, right? Struggle. Does everybody know what you're going to eat already for lunch? Does anybody in here know what you're going to do at, at lunch? Is it automatic? Okay, so two, one, two, three, four, y'all. And Candace, <laughs> you could just raise your hand. You had to make a look, didn't you? <laughs> it's easy for her because she can just go get in the car. It's easy for them to go get in the car. The rest of us, it's a, it's got to have meetings. Have a meeting. Where are we going to go? I don't know what you want. I want this conversation to end is what I want. I want to go somewhere to eat. And God says, look, look listen, he says, what, what will you eat? Here's the one we've already, you know, what shall we drink, you know? And, and I'll, I'll be made some more juices, so get you a sip, and then you roll on. And, and then wherewithal shall we be clothed? We already had this one. What am I going to wear today? It's easy. I had this on yesterday, so I just, <laughs> I filmed in this. It's good when you know your stuff, man. It's good. It's good when the clothes are one, you know, make it one. So what shall we wear? But those are stuff that we do, right? And we get in, we start practicing, debating what the answer is, even in these little small areas, right? So then he says, for all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father knoweth that ye need of all these things. Now, Here's where our direction needs to come from, right? Verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And sometimes when we say, when we see the word seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you think that's two separate things. No, seeking God first and that's a part of his righteousness, right? They're not two separate occasions. Seeking God is righteousness, Right? Romans 14, 17, it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So those, those two things come together. So how do I fill in this blank in my life? How do I do this? And I've been practicing this sermon even before I went out of town. How do I, you know, when, when the urge to get upset about travel or whatever come up, I, I, I started, God, take over this blank space in my life before anger does before irritability does, before when people come up to us and I'm in a mood and they ask, what are y'all here for? Oh, we're celebrating our 28th anniversary. And I'm like, we're waiting on the rental car. God is like, no, I I want to be the fill. I want to be the one that put in that place. And so I want to do that for you. When you start to worry about your child, put God in that spot. It's not your spot. Put God in there. Start worrying about how you're going to get through. Put God in that spot. Start worrying about all of that stuff. Put God in there. Fill it in with God. So God made it clear that making him first and only that everything needed would be added. Ever just just like, uh, again, not y'all because not y'all. I know growing up I had much less than what I do now, but I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Right? Right? We, we, we didn't even have central air. We had a window unit and we were cool. Right? It's just that. We, we had to stay outside till the street lamp came on. We were good. Right? It, it, because what we had was family. What we had was life. When you have God, whether you have all this external stuff, you have got everything added. 
God is my addition. Anytime anything else has to be my, that's why Renee Zilliger got it wrong. She should have went to church and say, oh, Jesus, you complete me. She's just in the wrong scene. She's in the wrong scene. And a lot of times with the body of Christ, and again, like what, what Miss Margarita was saying when she was just up here, sometimes we start to look for things to be added that God has already given what we need. It's already given what we need. I, I, I believe my poverty protected me from some of the hideous pictures that would be posted now. Because now friends are digging up old high school pictures. And I thank God I was too broke to look like Morris Day in the time. Because I was going to get all that. I was going to get the Prince Ruffle shirt. I was going to do all that. That would have been on picture, man. But we was too broke for me to look crazy, right? You know, you're going to get this one regular white shirt because that's all we get. You ain't going to go wearing here looking like a black pirate. We're going to get you right here, right? And so what you think you don't have enough money for is really something that don't need to be added to your life. It's really what the deal is. Seek God first, and he's the addition. He's the completer. He's the finisher. So God we have enough, right? And so even, even dating, right? You're dating, dating, right? All we need is each other. Now, them the two people trying to find other friends. We ain't got no friends. But remember, all we needed was one another. We didn't need nobody else. We in love. We got one another. Now we need other people. God is saying, I am one. All you need is me. I'll add the rest. Because anything you're getting outside of God is not a blessing. It is a curse. So we want to make sure we do that. So seek first the kingdom of God. Seek God first in that order. God's order generates godly supply. And like anything else, when there's disorder, if you left things out of order, I left the kitchen out of order when I left this morning. That means when I get home, I'm going to miss the first hour of the afternoon. Right? Because now I have to take care of what I left out of order. And had I got that done, everything would be in place. Sometimes when we do things outside of the order of God, we end up having to circle back around and then get that thing back in place before we can go forward with God. It's just about filling the blanks. God, what am I missing in my life? Where's my time? Well, first of all, put me first, and I'll let you know the day will be uh, filled with everything you need to have. You'll have plenty of time to do everything you need to do. I want to see where God is plentiful in my life. So his order generates supply. Disorder uh, generates lack because now you're losing time. I didn't have enough time to do everything. I didn't have enough time. Whatever it may be, you begin to put those things uh, back in place. And it's a deliverance of us from trying to figure it out what we can do to solve our situation. Right? So if I got to figure out how am I going to get this done, how am I going to fix this, you know how it was getting dressed this morning. You knew what it was. You knew what it was. I mean, I'd already decided on a pink shirt. Pastor Rita comes in with a different kind of pink. I'm a man. Pink is pink. Then She brought me a pink mask to wear. Now, I didn't say it out loud. I just shook my head quietly, no. I didn't say I choose Corona, but I said no to the pink. And I mean, it wasn't just a pink mask. It was a pink mask. She wanted me to match, and I go, not that much. Not that much. Not that much. You, you can bring it back down. The, the thing I love about Ms. Rita is that Ms. Rita is going to try to fill in the blank in anybody's situation and help them godly-wise. You know, she's not going to try to play God. But if you need something, it's going on. That's what we were joking about for, for Candace's wedding. It was like, Pastor Rita was breaking out all this stuff needed for oh, You need an archway? Oh, we got that. Just like we're riding wedding right now. She just can break out. Oh, you need altar? You need somewhere to have the, the uh, communion? Oh, I got that right here. Just, she's just breaking out wedding stuff like, a, like she's in a western or something. Right? You, you need that altar? <laughs> got it. Need these curtains? Need some drapes? She's a walking wedding. Like she, she has this stuff. And, and the stuff that I'd call um, garbage 
She says somebody's going to need it someday, right? And, and I, I want to make sure you understand. You may, may not be at your best, but God knows, God, that you're needed. That Miss Rita going to pull you out. Oh, here's your decorations right here. Here's what you need in your life. You, you, here's a, here's, you, you need a Geneva smiling at you. Here you go. All of a sudden, you up there. I mean, just can pull out rose. I mean, she pulled out a rose thing one time. I just was like, I'm done. I'm done. I ain't know where you get a table setting. Why you got that? How's that riding around in your car? She's filling in the blanks. She's filling in the blanks. She don't ever want anybody to be without. And let me tell you, you won't. Cannot catch her off guard. If it ain't here, there's a storage somewhere <laughs> that she got it. Like, just incredible. Oh, come on. You know, she goes, y'all guess we got it. I'm like, why? You have the most sophisticated Sanford and Son unit ever. Right? Sometimes we think, like, it's a waste of time to get up and pray. No, God is going to use that and decorate your life with that later in a day. He's going to decorate your life with your worship, with your praise. It's going to be used, but you have to put it out there. You have to put it out there. And I love her, and, and that's her stuff. And, and I left them here because Candace was trapped. She had to stay. I looked at Justin. I was like, I didn't tell him to pull that stuff out. You have you the groom. You got to stay. I, I don't. I know my lines. I got in my car and left. I was like, where did she get that stuff? You think about where did God get you from and what does God want to use you for? You, you'd be amazed how many lives that you are changing and how many blanks that you're filling in for people by you just being you and showing up. Not mean you, not mad you, but godly you. So stress and emotional difficulty. So that's what God is talking about and all saying, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What am I going to go? God says, don't do that. That means if you're all strung up on that, that means I wasn't put first because you know, I'm going to take care of those needs. I'm going to add that, but seek me first. Put your operation in me. Put those things in me first. And Brad, I did show her that picture of the continued fast. I, I did show her that. I thought that was funny right there. That's Sorry, I just had to get that out because it was going to come out somewhere wrong. Uh, it comes from doing things in our own strength. And if you've ever tried to fix your own problem and solve your own situation and realize, man, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get this. It means you're missing out on the answer. Give it to God. Give it to God. Give it, give it to God. One of the most uh, offensive things that Pastor Rita can say to me in our 28 years of marriage uh, is that I'm, I'm just going to go pray about it. Because that, that takes away some of my argument. Let's just pray about it. Well, when you're ready to fight right then, put seeking first the kingdom of God. She knows that's going to suck the air out of my fight. All right? I want to argue. I want to show her. She goes, well, let's just pray. No, because that weakens me. That's my, that's my anger kryptonite. I don't want to pray right now. She goes, no, let's, let's just pray. Here, bow your head and... And I mean, what are you going to say? No, I don't want no Jesus in this right now. Like, I want the devil. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. But if I don't accept the prayer, what else am I accepting, right? What's the alternative? Really? And she'll grab my hand. Come on, let's pray. <laughs> you just like wanting to get mad. Get your hand off me. I got it. Lord, make my wife listen. To... So I don't want to do it based on emotions, right? She pulls that right out. She knows me. She knows me now. She knows, like, she's talking about laughing. There was stuff I didn't even do, and she would laugh at what she thought I was thinking. She would just laugh about that. I think God knows you, too. He knows what you need. He knows what you want. He knows what you're capable of being more than you do. He knows it. He knows. He says, you can handle this. And you, you've got the patience to do this. You've got the character to do this. You're like, God, I, you, know, I, you know, really, God, I don't like it when you think I'm better than what I really am. But he said, that's all I know is the best you. 
He's filling the blank with us, right? You're the answer. You're the solution. So regardless of feeling, we are moved by God's word, and that fills, the, fills in the blank. So it was getting us emotions, right? If you make a decision based on emotions, you're going to get caught up in your emotions. Emotions lie to you because when things are going well, emotions tell you, oh, man, everything's the right answer. When things are not going well, emotions tell you there is no answer for your situation. Right. I'm just emotionally. But the word of God has always had it always has the answer for us. Right. The Exodus chapter three, verse 13 through 14. It's Moses. Moses got to go talk to people. By the way, Moses had a stuttering problem. So he wasn't a very good speaker, but he was obedient. Right. And so when you obey, God, God can move through you. We had a, a guy in our youth group years ago from Collins. Collins, when he spoke regular, stuttered. When he did, when he did his Christian rap, you, he never missed a word. Like when he was under that flow, you, you never would have known it. The minute he would start to try and just talk, you, I mean, you had to exercise some patience. But when he rapped, it, it was just, it was constant, like when he got under that. So let me tell you something. Whatever you think your limitations is, that's great because you'll know it's not you. It's God anyway. It's the things that we're strong in that gets us in trouble. Those are the things because then we're no longer praying. No, we're no longer seeking God. We're so strong in that area that we just can go out there and do it. I remember that. And so this is what Moses, Moses said unto God. Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say unto me, what is his name? And that typical people, really, what God, what's God's name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. He said, just say I am. I am has sent me. I am, is, I am is the most powerful response to any blanks that is trying to derail us uh, from, feeling, from fulfilling God's purpose in life. It's like that, the, the one little boy that was telling his teacher, when I get to heaven, I want to ask, uh, why did God... Uh, he was like, put some. I'm, I'm just going to pick some. Why did God make concrete the way he did? And, and his teacher said, well, uh, what, if, uh, what, if God didn't, uh, what if God didn't make it? And he said, then what are you going to do then? And he said, well, then you can ask the devil, like, because she's going to hell. So it was like you, you start to look at these possibilities of who we trusting, right? Because the little boy said, I'm going to heaven. She's like, well, what if God didn't? do it well you ask where are you going they'll know the answer i want to stand before god and i want god to know that i am is my answer how we're going to do this i am has sent me i am has told me and and thing i don't want us to lose because i believe this time where we're going to be uh ministering to people and a lot of times uh when we go out and, and we don't want to speak up sometimes because of what we came from we're no longer doing that stuff but people say well you can't tell me you used to do it used to i am sent me and Moses knew he had some issues. Moses had already killed a man over there in Egypt, <laughs> ran away. He had done some stuff. So obviously they're going to question, who are you, how are you going to lead us out? Because I am sent me. God says, I am going to have you lead the people of Israel out. But God, I can't speak well. I am, I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to speak through you. How are you going to do it? Like, what are they, who am I supposed to say sent me? Tell them I sent you. That you are sent from heaven. So I believe that God is calling many to be deliverers. God, we call many of us to deliver our families, deliver our loved ones, deliver people, be deliverers. And like Moses, God is calling us to do things we can't do so that we will lean on him to fill in that impossible blank. I, I mean, I, it can't, I can't be everywhere all the time with my kids, but I can send the word. Isaiah 55, 11 says, send the word. He says he's, he, he came to fulfill the word that that which was sent, God came to fulfill that word. So you send the word, right? right? We sent Sean, Sean, we sent the word. We sent that word and you send them where he's covered and, and your children are covered at all times. Send it to yourself too. Open your own spiritual envelope when you get in prayer. So fill in a blank about our church, our children, our finances, breakthroughs, what I know, what I know that is filled in. Of Philippians 4.19, God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory.
Now, now, I believe that. I believe that God is my supply. I believe that Jesus came and died as I prayed over at the beginning. And he came and he died and, and left and said, I, I've done all this for your benefits. I want Jesus to see in my life everything he died for. Everything he died for me to have, I want him to see it walking through me. Romans 8, 31. It says, what shall we say then? <laughs> I always say this. What shall we then say? I really want that sentence to say, what shall we say then? But what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? All right? So when all the craziness was going on, I was speaking over, you know, over a policeman, over, over people that was protecting God before him. God before him. Who can be against him? God before him. God before him. Speak that over our land. If God before us, who can be against us? Just speaking that message, speaking that word over him, believing that that's going to fill in the blank for all the anger, all the frustration. We're going to put God in there. See, because God is the God of peace. Blanks happen when we allow things to come between us and God. And that's where the gap comes. Because anytime that's problem gets between you and God, there's a gap in your relationship with God. God is calling us to do this. Real faith keeps God between the thing and you. Real faith keeps God first, keeps you connected right next to God, never going to let anything get between you and your worship, never going to let anything get between you and your prayer, get between you and your fellowship with God, which means we are always facing God no matter what is going on. You got the back window. I'm always facing God. I saw a whole different vacation than everybody else did. I had to ask what that sign said. By the time I saw it, it was something else. They are, not they, we are called to face God at all times. God, show me that not to worry. Show me not to doubt. Show me not to fear. I don't want to live like that. And so we put our face before God. Now, as you do that, you also make room. Think about your kids now. Just think about if you have children. Now they're facing God. Not mine. Yes, yours. Because you've trained them up in a way that they should go. They'll never depart from it. They'll never get away from that. You keep speaking that. Making mistakes should never lead to why God didn't stop you. I remember that. We, we love the youth group, but then we had some critical situations happen in there. And I was about normal, right, James? Like, I was quiet youth pastor, right? I didn't do anything strange. But when, when, when certain things would happen, if there was an uh, issue... The, some of the kids would come to us and say, why didn't you say something to me? You're like, meaning like all these sermons and verses that I did preach to you, you didn't get it and you went out and did something anyway. And it was looking for a place to blame. And, and one of the big things that I was real big about was, hey, we're going to teach you according to the word of God. I don't need to call you out and humiliate you. I can just give you the gospel. So if you're looking for God to just stop you and stop you in your tracks and make your car turn around when you already know not to go there, just turn around. Just obey what God has already said. And I, and I remember that. Now, then Pastor Rita would come in and explain it because I would be, I'd start to sweat from anger when someone's going to blame me. You know, let's, we'll just use this example. They walked into Walmart and stole something. They wanted to know why I didn't call them right before they walked into the store, even though I didn't know what they were doing. Like, that's, that's, that's not my job. Like, you knew thou shall not steal. That applies to everyone. That did not have to come from me for you not to do that. And I want to free us from waiting for this audible or this big, and not saying God wouldn't do it, but just read the word and follow it. Just obey what's already been written. Sometimes we're trying to fill in, well, God, show me a piece of pie, and I know not to eat it. Man, we just finished a fast. You're going to lick that whole thing and eat the crust. If it's your will for me not to have pie on my fast, uh, there will be one in the window, and I'm going to walk right by it. Oh, you have blueberries all over you, apple, whatever it is. And we as believers, we need to understand that God wants us to believe him and his word. Just believe my word. If you, if you were one of those kids who question or you have kids who question you why I got to do it, 
when you tell them to do something, why I got to do it? My question is, why you got to breathe? Option, well, well, not suffocate you. Now, how about this? So if I put my hand over the whole nose and put my hand on the mouth, now what do you want to do now? Breathe. Now I want this room clean. Same. Apparently that's not in parenting today. But he has said, I've given you my word. Just follow that. Just, just follow my word. That's, that's it. I don't need to do anything spectacular. Now, I, this whole sermon to get to this last set of verses. Like, we should have just started here and then we could have ended it. Watch. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 15. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Everybody say all. Now, they may not have received it, but he's appeared to them. So whenever you start getting a question, well, uh, what if it's somebody that's living under a canoe and, you know, you know, people come up with all these scenarios. Grace has appeared to all men. God has shown up to all men. It says, now, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this, in this present world. And again, I know not y'all, so I'm just going to speak for me because y'all never done anything wrong in your life. There's difference between being sober and being intoxicated, right? I want to ask you to say amen. You can just say, yes, that's right. It is. There's a difference, right? You walk differently. You think differently. You, you, do, you do different stuff when you're under the influence. You get DUIs. You get issues when they catch you like this. Over here, they let you drive home, okay? So there's a difference. If you become intoxicated, you begin to weave, right? And, and then you give up whatever you've eaten, depending on how you are, okay? You lay near toilets. Come on, it's not. It's just like, <laughs> I'll never do it again. Best night of your life, right? I owe this to myself. You've got your head in a toilet. Just, just painting a picture. Right? He says you want to be sober, right? Because sober people know what's around them. Sober people know that, that they are alert. So looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. I, I mean, again, I'll tell you this, and it's not to, hopefully you don't feel bad that I. This, I love waking up in the morning, especially Sunday morning at 5 a.m., making juices for everyone here and did it again. I, I'm like, I, I love it. I was like, I'm sitting there thinking like, man, this is going to keep them. This is going to keep them from getting this. This is going to keep them. Like, like it's like, I'm like a mad scientist up and there's greens everywhere. Like, they, can't nobody come in and eat. Ain't no breakfast going on in there. It ain't nothing but carrots and, and kale and spinach and apples and orange. Like, it's just the whole thing is covered. There's a zeal like, like, God, thank you for this passion to give back. There's a passion for it. The, these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Now, it's this last piece, y'all. I, I guess, I don't know if I've just been missing it, Miss Pamela, but when I read this, I lost my mind. Let no man despise thee. How? How are you going to not let, how are you going to stop somebody from hating you? Like, I, I was like, I know this has been in the Bible the whole time. I know it's been there. But it says, don't let someone despise you. Let no one despise you. Now watch, watch y'all's participation. How many of y'all ever had somebody tell you they hate you? Right? I hate you. My sister, older sister used to do that. I hate being here. Lights out. Talk to her after school. She was, she was in the house, but she wasn't awake. Mama took care of that right away. All right, Justice, I'll finish it. 
Let no man despise thee. I think this is probably one of the, the biggest things that happens in the body of Christ because we don't want to tell the truth. I don't want to tell Brad, you ain't supposed to wear black. Black going to see you to hell. And I don't want to say that to Brad if the Bible said that. That's not what I'm saying. But if the Bible said that, I don't want to say it because I don't want him to be mad at me. Said, so give him the truth. Give the truth. Let no man despise you. I was like, God, what are you saying? How do I stop people from not liking me? It says that it ain't the fact that you stop them from not liking you. You don't let them not liking you stop you from telling the truth. Right? Then you still speak the truth. Let no man despise you. And that is the specific thing that's happening is because you think like, well, they're going to hate me. And that keeps you from telling the truth. It doesn't matter. Let no man despise you and stop you from doing what God has called you to do. I thought, oh my gosh, that's it. I'm liberated. I went off on my kids as often as I could this week. Okay, you ain't hate me. You got nothing on me. Right? Let no man despise you. So, so we let them know that what they are trying to pull down, God has already lifted up. And there is no gap to point at. Like, they can't point at gaps in your life. There's only gaps to stand in. And while they're pointing at whatever gap you used to have, you said, that's okay. I'm still standing in the gap for you and your salvation. I'm, I'm not going to let you hate me. I'm just not going to let you do it. I, man, I can't wait to use that in a real life situation. When somebody come up to me and say, I hate you. No, you don't. You're just playing. You don't know what you're saying. I can't let you do that. That's it. I can't let you do it. The Bible says not to let you hate me. You can't do it. I, I just can't wait to see the reaction. I cannot let you despise me because I'm always going to do what God calls me to do, and that's love you and speak the truth. See, that's how I don't let you despise. See, if I let you despise me, I'm going to be done with you. Right? Amen. Speaking from a man from anger. Oh, you hate me? Not as much as I do hate you, right? You don't even know how much hate I got packed up in this little body. I hate, I hate you so much, you're getting darker than I am, just me hating you. I hate you, I hate you. Like, like that is letting them despise you. What that means is you're reaping what they're sowing, right? I, I, like, listen, right, honestly, right, all that stuff I've said up until these verses, really, I should just start it right here and just finish, finish. <laughs> we let people hate us, and we let their hate stop us instead of moving on and just, okay, whatever. I mean, one little boy said, Mr. Yohead, ball, mind your business, right? Just mind your business. He go, ain't you embarrassed? I go, no. See, I got in my pocket, I can go buy whatever I want. You hair and hungry. I'm bald and bold. He said, so that don't embarrass you? And I go, no. I said, can you read in class? He go, uh-uh. I said, so here's where we're going to help each other out. I would never call you out for that. And so we're face to face. And I said, so I want you to work on your limitations so that you can quit being embarrassed. And that way you won't look at other people and think they should be embarrassed because you are. He says, you know what? I like that. Third grade, you should be a public speaker. You should get a job. And he told me, he said, I'll never be afraid again. He said, I'll never do it again. But I want you to get that freedom from there. So now let's, let's live like we can't be hated because the only way hate can work on us, we have to empower the person doing it by believing what they say. God's love restores us from any man's hate. The blanks are filled. Right? Now some of y'all have, you know, great people, y'all have got to break up with people in your life. I've, I've never experienced that. I've never got to call somebody and say, it's over that Never happened. It's never going to get to happen now. But y'all been doing that. Person may have hated you. Now, I do remember receiving several of those calls and notes. People broke up with me over a note. Like, 
by the time you read this, we done. And I always thought about, like, why didn't I just hate those people? I could have done some stuff to their cause. Or, like, you know, like, why was it so easy just to walk on, you know, like, to do that? And so what, what I want you to do is don't leave your peace with people that don't know how to receive you as a person. Don't do it. Our, our ministry professors say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Never let's let someone tolerate you. You get up, you move on, and you fill in the blank. Because if you let hate go on, if you let someone hate you, and then you start responding, that's going to cause blanks all over your life. And let them be out to get you all they want to. All you're doing is I'm facing Jesus anyway. So if you come against me, I'm just going to throw Romans 8.31 on you. If God is for me, who can be against me? And I'm going to move forward in that. Amen? Amen. All right, you got your blanks filled in. All right, everybody bow your heads. Father, we just pray and thank you for this morning, for whatever question that we showed up with, answer even, God, why me? Why am I living in this situation right now? I do realize that as I put your name in that blank space of my life, in that question area, in that answer section, I know that I know you are my source and you are the answer to everything I need. And Lord God, I just pray that as I settle in my emotions, settle in my spirit, and settle right now in my moment, that you, Father God, are going to be the one that comes in and show me you've always been the answer. You're the only one that could answer what I'm going through right now. You're the only one that can understand my mind. You're the only one that can understand my temperament. You're the only one that can fill in this blank and let me know that you're completing in me what you've started. So, Father, we just rest in that. We, we go back to that, and we, we put that and throw that out over our children, that you have an answer to your situation. You have an answer to that blank space. You have an answer to that relationship problem. You have an answer to that job problem, and it's called God Almighty. And that as you come in, and Lord, and fulfill our family life, I pray for a legacy to leave for everyone around us to move forward. And now, Lord, help us not to let others despise us. Strengthen us, Lord God. I pray that it was an, a, an, as alarming to all of us as it was to me when I first read it. Let no man despise you. I refuse to turn into what came against me. And so, Father, as we receive that, we know the love of God's going to take over and take place. And Lord, we just thank you for what you've already done and what you're going to do in our life. We believe for complete turnaround. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You guys remember verse 32 in Romans 6, right? All right, just remember that. Don't worry about what you should eat because that's about to go down right now, okay? Uh, it's almost said Pastor Miracle. Uh, so Miracle's got uh, some juices back there for you guys. Little cups of juice. You can grab them and try them. Uh, went some different ways. It's, it's a lot of, uh, it's because it's January, there's a lot of immune boosters back there for you. Some things for uh, blood platelets. Um, gosh, it was one I was going to tell you. Now I can't think of. Oh, there's one for memory. Just just a way to connect. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that something? Did you see what I did there? Yeah. There's a <laughs> <laughs> then drank that one this morning i need to get a sip of that a miracle you got to hold the tray Where, what'd you do with the tray no you gotta hold them we, we gotta go go gotta get them i know yeah you can get them come on oh, Jesus. get the get the things and stand at the door and people gonna come in to take them off of there my house that's what i got to deal with oh all right we'll love you guys you're dismissed